Hello and welcome to another episode of the FPL Hangover Podcast where we raise the bar and lower the tone, all things FPL related. Game Week 2 is out the door, FPL is here, it's here in my ears, it's everywhere. I feel comfortable and sitting beside me looking pretty is my podcast partner Crime. Seamus, how are you doing? Pretty bad this week. Yeah. I always like to respond to your initial how you doing question with, yeah, I'm doing good, yeah, good. positive. Not feeling very positive after this game week two. You know what they say, Seamus. FPL is like it's like riding a bike. FPL is a mother bitch, is what it's I've a, heard. It's a cruel mother bitch. Yeah, yeah not a, a whole lot of high scores in the FPL Hangover Studios this week, but fuck it. I think the you know the atmosphere is is pretty jolly. We went out. We've watched many night of Wolves games. So we've a few pints in us. Things are a bit merry. I'm wondering how this is gonna go. Mm. If we fuck it up, please forgive us. But uh, no, I'm excited. There was a lot of action in game week two. There was, but none of it kind of fell our way. Mm-mm. You know, in fact, my bench probably saw more action than my team. Um, we have very similar teams, so like the roundup of how our game weeks went are going to be very similar. In fact, we both got the exact same score, forty-two points. We had very similar teams. Yeah, one of like, us has made a lot of changes. Yeah, there's going week. there's going to be a few changes. This is where it gets interesting because now our teams are going to start differentiating. Although I have a feeling. Based on what you've kind of mentioned previously, our teams might end up the same. They anyway. might, they might, they might end up the same. But they might revolve around one core FPL player. But I think I've made a couple of changes this week. Might surprise you. They're already in. They've already locked in. Locked in. Done. Boom. Pr- trigger's been hit. Okay. We'll discuss those in a while. Cause we I, will. I am interested because I don't want to copy it. In fact, if I hear your transfers, I'm yeah. more likely not to not do it. That's why I'm. I've been saving it all evening. Like we've been hinting at FPL throughout the evening, watching the match, but we've been keeping it pretty reserved. You know, you mentioned like, you mentioned one of your transfers, yeah. which was one of the guys I was thinking of. Like I've got a couple lined up. I've made one transfer. I have another. Did you? You didn't take a hit, did you? Oh, I did. There's well, a you minus, took a hit. This, if you let me get it out, man. There's a minus four on the table here tonight. Our first minus four of the season. First hit of the season. First hit of the season. It's in there. But I look back on previous years and I realize I'm actually a sucker for a hit on game week two. This is the the time of year to take a hit. I would yeah. say because prices are very volatile right now. You're going to see like big increases in team value or decreases if you're stuck with the wrong players. So I say, you know, if you're going to take a hit, go. Or if you like want to play an early wildcard, I totally get the early wildcard yeah. thoughts. But um, there's nothing wrong with taking a minus four in game week three or four and stuff like that. Game I week would, two, Seamus. I would. Uh, it's coming into game okay, week three. Okay, okay, okay. So I would. Um, I would lay off the uh, the hits as the season goes on, unnecessary hits. But I can get on board early hits. Yeah. No, I was looking forward to talking about it. We'll, we'll save it for later. But uh, you know, it was the first minus four of the season. Uh, there's a lot of buzz about wildcards right now. A lot of people asking a lot of questions about, you know, you know, judging other people for using wildcards or judging them for not using wildcards. Or, you know, everyone has a say on it. And it's, it's kind of crazy. Maybe we were wrapping ourselves in a bubble. Everyone has a say on it. Yeah. I think the definitive word has to go to our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ and the Bible. Judge not, lest ye be judged upon thy wildcard. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's, that's a t-shirt right there. That's scripture. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's a t-shirt right there but looking at the headlines from this week uh there's a name that is all over the fucking place a uh, mr timu pookie it's a name that i've asked seamus could we ban for this episode could we just not refer to hit for refer to that name and he said no he quickly said no you did, you did. yeah um which i can respect but because yeah. then it would be to not talk about my amazing <laughs> puck fada from last week. Yes, you did. You call it. Although to be fair, um, I think it's becoming apparent quite quickly that maybe Newcastle are the team to aim for this season. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I that's the whole reason I was looking at Timo Puku. I mean, he looked really good in game week one against Liverpool, and we had to pick our puck fathers, which are kind of like under five percent differential kind of pick. And he just stood out a country mile. I'm just really, really sickened I didn't actually back him in my own team. You know, the whole reason was that, you know, you make a team for game week one and you prepare that team for, you know, three or four game weeks. Mm -hmm. But I always try and go, right, these are the players I want for two game weeks. You know, I didn't think I went with Jota as my second striker. I thought, you know, a game against United isn't necessarily a terrible game. We just finished watching that game today and Jada did not a whole lot. Bubkiss. Yeah. So, two but points. To, I could have made the move. Yeah. Didn't. So, was that something you were considering last week? Jada to Pookie? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't going to go Wilson to Pookie. No. Um, I had 0.5 in the bank. So, even after Pookie went up, I could have definitely went for uh, Jada to Pookie. Considered it. I said, no, play the patient game. It's something I didn't do enough of last year. And... Yeah, is there any kind of set rule for FPL? You know, when you got to be patient, you know, and no. just stick with your players, that fucks you. If you want to be quick and make quick early transfers, that fucks you because then the guy you just get rid of. But that's why it. you got to love FPL is because of all the fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> FPL is a cruel bitch mother and she will toss you the fuck out. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, I'm listening I, to other guys who got, got in Pookie this week yeah. and they're, uh, I feel like, they're few. I was right between. there with you. I was that. I was just that small bit less. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna trust my game week one team, and the people who, should, you know, thought, you know what, I'm getting rid of this. I, it probably would have been better if I had a poorer second striker. If it wasn't Jota, if I had someone like Delafeu who yeah. came off at halftime in game week one, mm-hmm. I would be more assured of. All right, I gotta get rid of this guy. So what you're saying is, if you hadn't put as much work into your preseason team and actually felt really comfortable in your players, you might have been more likely to to get off of a player for Pookie. But that's fair enough. And for anyone that was living under a rock this week, Pookie went off and got himself a hat trick, and has seen himself rise to six point seven. It's possible he'll go up again. Ah, uh, he'll be. At least 6.8 by the time the game week uh, three deadline hits. Maybe even 6.9 possibly. He's got over 300,000 transfers in already. It's Monday night. Yeah. And we've we've avoided talking about this tonight, but i got to ask you, how do you feel about this this Pookie train? Pookie party, as it's been so, you the know. Pookie party. Oh, this Timu Pookie was a guy I was looking at. Pookie? Pookie. 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 Oh, man, I'm like, I like, can't even remember his name now. Timu, uh, the Pookie party was... Something I was eyeing up long and before the season started in preseason. And I was, you know what, let's let's play the waiting game. Let's mm. see how it goes. He's got a really tough opening game, uh, opening run of fixtures. Obviously, that Newcastle game stood out because, you know, Newcastle are like an absolute... Well, it definitely stood out after garbage game week one. fire right now. Um, yeah. And it was kind of like, right, Steve Bruce's manager does not inspire, you know, anything remotely positive. So it was like, there could be 
plenty of goals in this game. So you did, you kind of acknowledged him as an option, but I mean, I think it's fair to say that with Norwich's open run of fixtures, I wasn't really looking at Norwich at all. Are you saying now that with Chelsea next, West Ham and then Man City, would you consider Pookie now? Personally, no, I've, I've looked at it. There's a lot of Pookie love Yeah. Uh, at the time. I just feel like I've missed the boat. I feel like, you know, four goals, four goals in his first two games. Like Chelsea, I know what people are saying. Chelsea have not been defensively sound the first two games, but I can see them improving. Uh, who else did we say there? Man City in game week five. Okay, West Ham. I, like West Ham look like they could be another team to get goals against this season. And it's worth noting that Norwich look like they want to attack teams. Yeah, Norwich are attacking. Um, that's what I would, yeah, that's definitely got to be mentioned. Norwich are not focusing on keeping clean sheets. They're going to go for it. They'll score goals. They may score goals and lose. They could still lose to Chelsea 3-2. Pookie could get two goals. Mm. But I don't see, and this is something we've got questions on later and we've been asked, but I don't see Pookie getting, you know, 20, 25 goals this season. I see him getting maybe around the 15 goal mark because he's got four already. So it's easy to see him getting another 11. He looks like he's going to be a great option and be great value. He got assists last season as well as getting goals in the championship so I see he'll get assists as well he could be a bit more like Raul Jimenez was last year but starting off at 6.5 instead of 5.5 see that's the word yeah. I'm hesitant to use uh, Jimenez it's like I'm, I'm seeing people kind of touting him as this season's Jimenez and I'm going look a hat-trick and a goal against Liverpool that's nothing to be sniffed at but Give it a bit of fucking time, lads. I mean, they have horrendous fixtures coming up. Even if Norwich, like, hit, you know, their best run of play, they could still lose. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He's not going to score in all 38 games. No. This is the whole thing. So, you got to realise he's over overperforming. Um, damn it. I had this uh, written down earlier. I don't the think XG I have this. Yeah. But his, he was overperforming last year. He's got year. four goals. His XG over his first two games is approximately one point. I say one point eight. Um, so he's overperformed by his XG of by two clear goals. Yeah. Um, that's going to revert to the mean. In fact, it will go the opposite way, where he'll be underperforming versus his XG in the next few games, where he'll have a a couple of pretty good chances yeah. and he won't put them away. That's just what happens. He's not playing for you know a top six team. He's not playing like the the players playing for Man City and Liverpool will overperform their XG on a consistent basis. Yeah. But. Most other players playing with the lower teams will kind of meet their... They might overperform their XG on a small yeah. term, which is what he's doing. But no, this is going to revert to the mean. I feel like I missed the Pookie party, as you yeah. said earlier, and I'm just going to wait. And His price will go up. I don't really care. I'll buy him for $7 million in three, four game weeks time. You hit the nail on the head. That's exactly where I am. I'm like going, if he is looking like he's worth it, I have no problem paying $7 million for him. There's not like there's a whole shit ton of strikers out there that are needing my funds right now. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to wait and see with Pookie. I'm glad to know that we're both in the same kind of wavelength there because, you know, it's it's just a frenzy online at times that you kind of go in. Is everyone going this fucking mad for, you know, uh, a newly relegated yeah, or a from? newly promoted striker? Yeah. 300,000 plus. Yeah. I, I'd love to see what the figures are now. I saw this earlier in today. It was like 300 and something thousand transfers yeah. in. This is on a Monday afternoon. So he's going to have 500,000 transfers in by Friday. Oh, that's something that's got to be mentioned. This Friday is the game week deadline, not a Saturday. Yeah, so yeah. make sure you've got your teams ready for Friday. I had we'll... already. I was, I was saving that one. It was yeah. like a little cherry, but you're right. That is something that needs to be acknowledged, especially because 
Last year, I missed out a fucking ton. I missed the damn thing because I never do. But, like, yeah. I got so close to Last like, minute oh, panic. Shit, it's Friday. Fuck. But, uh, yeah, no, um, I'm with you. Pookie Party, done and dusted. There's another name that's heavily being touted after his Game Week 2 performance. And I think it's someone that we're both looking eagerly at. And that's a Mr. KDB. He picked up two assists this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, to 11 Sterling, points. 11 points. Uh, beaten Sterling. Sterling had the one goal, six points mm-hmm. in the yellow. So, and he looked good. And he did look fucking good. And that's three assists in two games. People... First of all, there's a bit of a caveat with Kevin De Bruyne that I think you and me both are agreeing, you know, in agreement with, and that's that Kevin De Bruyne isn't someone. If anyone's hearing that, that's not Seamus whimpering. That's a dog. We have a live dog in the studio. That's right. FBL Hangover keeps it real. Getting back to the point, Kevin De Bruyne three assists in these last two games. He ticks away. He tips away. You're not yeah. expecting double digit hauls from this man. You want someone that's going to bang you in a goal every week or two. He's going to pick you up and assist almost every week. How, and I hesitate to use the word, but I will use it, <laughs> essential, is Kevin O'Brien looking right now? Uh, he's looking essential? Oh, I. It's a dirty word. It's I know. a very it's dirty word, yeah. I don't mean it in the fucking the way it's been tarnished now. It's uh, I don't mean it like you have to have him in your team, but in terms of like, he is pretty much nailed on as an option. Oh, absolutely. We you know? we just finished. You just finished talking about team Timu Puki there, and there's people labeling him as essential now. Oh, well, and that's I, what I mean. That's what that fucking word means. Nothing. Yeah, I I get it. For his price, you're thinking he's like such good value, and you're never going to get Kevin De Bruyne at cheaper. In fact, he's nine point six now. He went up last night in value. Uh, so I think he's amazing value. Mm. Last year he was ten. Down to nine point five. He was in my a lot of my drafts this preseason, and I was just a small bit worried by Pep's comments that maybe he might be managed a bit more. Yeah, and I wanted to see. And also, I think I had him like two seasons ago, and he started off slowly for the first three games before he then started banging. Yeah, I kind of wish I just stuck with him. I, I did look at a lot of my drafts there this week, my my different drafts, and the team I actually finished started off with ended up being one of my better drafts. A lot of my other drafts were. Fairly, fairly poor. Mm. But Kevin De Bruyne was in a lot of those, and I wish I kind of had him. And I am looking at possibly getting him this week. Yeah. Um, he's one of my potential transfers. They've got some great games coming up. If you look at Man City's next game, away to Bournemouth. Like Bournemouth are pretty poor defensively. They could beat you 2 0, they could lose to you 5 0. Yeah. So against a team like Man City, you see the 5 0 loss more than you see they're going to beat them 2 0. Uh, and then after that's Brighton at home, Norwich away, Watford at home. Yeah, so there's no four real... beautiful games. I've already got Sterling. I've got my Man City defender. I have that one space for another player, and Kevin De Bruyne just fits in perfectly there. So I am considering it. I don't think it's essential. Yeah, because that's the dirty word, as you said. But I would not turn anyone off getting him. Fair. In fact, I'd encourage people to get him if yeah. that's the way their structure was going. Fair enough. Fair enough. There's uh, there the, the two main kind of talking points I think from in my head from the last game week. Oh yeah. But there's definitely a shit ton more, and you got to look no further than the four million uh, budget option this year, and that's another name that's gonna either cause smiles or grimaces. Judging by you, Seamus, it's a grimace. And yeah, I'm grimace an already is like as soon as he said four million, yeah. I was like, oh, we got to discuss this, don't we? Mister Lundstrom, fourteen point haul as Sheffield United win one nil. And, uh, yeah, I think it's one of those beautiful and tragic FPL 
uh, kind of results in the sense that you know you can put all the work in uh, and pick out all the kind of you know the, the the players with the most value and and those four million options that you know what these players are going to get minutes uh, but you'll still probably leave the fucker on your bench and uh, that's, like many of us this week that's what me myself and Seamus have done and we're there looking at 14 points and the real twist of the knife is the fuckers with the likes of Barkley mm-hmm. someone that you're going oh, come on like he's he's definitely someone to you know have a, a wait and see there's a tough run yeah. of fixtures we all saw what happened last year with the Barkley train uh, let's not jump on that one he didn't play this didn't week. Didn't get a minute. So he comes off, and for a lot of those, on comes Mr. 14 yeah. points. So Lunster was my second on the bench. So I had no chance of getting him today unless Dendonker and Yata didn't play. They both played as a turnout. <laughs> so I had zero chance. Um, you actually started Dendonker this week over... Oh, no. No, he was, he was my first yeah. sub. So Lundstrom. But a lot of people had uh, Lundstrom as their second sub. I was engaged on Twitter talking to people who were considering starting Lundstrom. And I my my general point was, I wouldn't do it. You've got him as your 4.0, you know, yeah. fifth choice defender. Why are you going to play him? Yeah, I get, you know, it's so, you know, he's playing out of position and Southampton are, you know, are not Southampton, Sheffield United are pretty, look pretty solid, but we don't know how solid they are. Like we've had one game week. How might how yeah, was that Bournemouth be? being weak or was that Sheffield yeah United exactly strong, and yeah. they still didn't keep a clean sheet but they were away you were kind of like maybe they'd be better at home and I like I just felt like his ceiling was six points yeah I was not expecting a goal now I know in preseason he got a couple of assists but it felt like you know he's playing defensive midfielder yeah he could get an assist here and there was not expecting him to get a goal he's not really um, even playing defensive midfielder. Like yeah. He's playing up high, you know, as one of the kind of furthest forward midfielders in the Sheffield team. I think I more people. Even, I can't even say I've analyzed it enough. I haven't watched enough. Like I watched like before this game week, like they played one game and it was against Bournemouth, and yeah. that was a rubbish game. I like I don't remember him doing anything of note in that game. Coming off early, you know, other than getting a few shots. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, I I did. I know he finished that game with a kind of fairly positive XGI, yeah. uh, but I was like, you know what, he didn't look that threatening. And to see him get a goal and the clean sheet and the three bonus points was. I mean, like, I'm glad I have him because yeah. he's going to go up in price to 4.1, 4.2. So it's not a bad thing in that sense. And like, he was very low owned before this, but he's going to get a ton of ownership now. I'm just so sick to see people yeah. <laughs> get the points and I don't get them. But so you know what? this is coming from a bitter place. We've been bitching about FPL since the start of this pod. Uh, it's worth noting that one of the beauties of FPL is that the cream always rises to the top. Do you know what I mean? You, it's a 38 fucking game week season. That cream comes up and it hits you right in the face. Well, I'm glad we shouted this <laughs> guy. <laughs> oh, I see what you did. Yeah, not intentionally. <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad we just shouted this guy preseason that, you know, this is a really good option. You know, and by game week one, we both start with this guy. Um, so, I mean, I don't have to waste the transfer getting this guy in as an enabler. He's there. Yeah, he's there already. It would be handy if you had maybe, you know, if you're looking to create funds, like that's another thing. Again, a bit of schadenfreude in there. But you're looking to, you know, create a bit of moolah maybe for a Kevin De Bruyne. You can drop your player down to Lundstrom if you don't have it because now all of a sudden there's a fucking four million defender on the horizon and he's like so out of position classified in FPL because he's a midfielder yeah there's no two ways about it and he looks pretty nailed this Sheffield United fans have been saying for a long time that this guy is close to being dropped he's not going to stay in there 
but he's just scored a winner in a 1-0 win this week. He played really well uh, in game week one. Yeah. He's not going anywhere in the manager's plans for the next two or three games. Yeah, exactly. Not any time That I can see. Yeah. And I'm with you. I'd rather be looking at him than for him. But there were our three main uh, FPL kind of highlights, I think, this week. You know, players-wise. It's a bit of a strange one. Lundstrom, Puki, Kevin De Bruyne. There was 25 goals this week in 10 games. So, yeah. average two and a half goals per game. Yeah, kind of what you would expect. But none of... Not none, but like not many of the big players who you'd expect to score big scored. I mean... I can off the top of my head I would say Sterling scored and Aubameyang scored. Yeah. Um but not a whole lot of others. And no. they didn't get bonus even in those games. Well that's what I'm getting at. Maybe Aubameyang like, got one maybe. Yeah. Well that was the big thing. I mean like he was the opening of game week 2 and I didn't have him and I knew he had a lot of people talking up about captain Aubameyang totally understandable at home to Burnley. Uh and you know what what did he score in the 67 minutes? Uh yeah, he got 7 points. He Got his goal. You guys got. I couldn't tell you what minute he got yeah. in. It was, it was later in the game, anyway. Yeah, because the last third. All I remember is looking at it, going, "Oh, he hasn't scored yet. I'll take that." Do you know, yeah. it's like maybe he'll do a fucking cane on it and get a, a ten minute brace. But no, uh, he got his he got his goal. So I'm sure the owners uh, of himself would be a lot happier than those who captain Salah, like myself and yourself. Mm. And getting on to how we did that last week, we got so caught up in the headlines, you know, looking at. Although, you know, we have very similar teams. You know, mm. what was your score from last week, Seamus? 42 points. Okay. Let me just pull up my team here. Uh, I've got a, a red arrow. It's never good when you get a red arrow. So, the leagues haven't fully updated just yet. But it's looking like I'm going to drop from my game week one rank of 593k. After auto subs, uh, it's looking like I'm going to be 761k overall. Yeah, but we were talking about this before the show. And, I mean, one of the main things to take away is right now, the game week, uh, the overall ranks, not the game week, sorry, the overall ranks, they're mm. so fucking volatile. Yeah. I am, uh, to you know counteract your point, I am on a rank of 500 and something, 550,000. 530, I think you 530, said. 530, and there's four points between you and me. There's four points between us, and there's 230,000 places yeah. between us so that's four points so it's 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 all bunched together i got the one same or, scores this week. yeah one or two points yeah i mean like literally we, we had the pretty much the same people. i had pope and zinchenko you had ederson and dunk and dunk somehow got a bonus point yeah and thankfully pope against arsenal made like seven saves so he yeah. got two bonus points. and was close to yeah no that's what i'm saying like i was kind of already sick and i was like fucking pope again he banged in uh, so what happened Save yeah. points. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Uh, I think Pope, you know, good extended option. I went with Ederson. Didn't work out this week. I'm going to question on Pope again in a while when we get to our drunk tank uh, questions. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. But, uh, you know, no, I think uh, both of us pretty disappointed with the individual game week. So the points came from Sterling, six points. Yeah. Dinya or Dean. He was our star. Yeah, he was my, he basically carried my whole team, man. 11 yeah. points. Um, Take him out of there. I got thirty, what thirty one points from ten players. That was just three points per. Hour. Wilson got an assist. Well, what stood out to me about Dinya is that basically, like at the start of the season, and anyone listening to the preseason pods will know, I was talking up Coleman five point mm-hmm. five. He's you know he should be nearly as equally attacking in terms of getting down the flank, mm-hmm. but uh, come closer to deadline day, I was like, you know what. I'm going to put that extra bit of money into Dini. I saw what he did uh, when I didn't have him last year in terms yep. of his uh, you know, ability to get assists. 
stuck the extra point five in, and then this week is exactly why you do it. Yeah, Col- exactly. Coleman picked up, I think it was five points because he picked up a yellow, but Dini eleven, 11. points, boom. And he's the top, uh, I believe he's the top defender point scorer in the game so far. With yeah. 17 points, 6 last week, 11 this week. He picked up an injury, so he went off early. But from what it looks like, based on uh, the comments, um, it was more of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A cramp more than yeah. anything else. It looks like he's going to be fine for the game. Now, they are playing in the Friday fixture, so he's less recovery time. Yeah. But it looks like cramp. It looks like it's nothing too special. Got to watch out for the... Uh, the manager's press conference before the start of the deadline because that could be a problem but I mean I would say he's 90% certain to play I definitely wouldn't throw a statistic on it because considering I've already you know made my transfers I'm nearly 90% sure he definitely won't play (laughs) oh you get rid no I didn't get rid of Dina but I've made my transfers now so if it turns out he wasn't playing I made my decision. Do you know what I mean? Oh. No, that's a bet I'm going to have to lie in. But uh, that's just my cynical mind working. No, I, I, I'm with you. I think uh, Dini has already proven value for money this year so far. I think it's worth noting that Everton have kept something like 11 clean sheets in the last 14 games, which, you know, is fantastic. You saw what they did at the end of last season. You saw how tight they were in preseason. They are looking a bit toothless. Gold scoring is the problem with everything yeah. at the moment. Richarlison, Sigurdsson. Sigurdsson, a lot of people talked about. We had him in our, in some drafts at the start of the season. Yeah. I remember us talking about him. I was pretty dead, you know, kind of set on him and talking about how he's one of those players similar to De Bruyne that you just keep in your team and he will take away. You know, he'll pick up his, his odd double-digit haul, but it's the kind of the high numbers, the high sevens and eights that you're looking from with, with Sigurdsson. Pre-season, they didn't show fucking... No. They didn't show, uh, you know, a look on goal. But he will get those like two two games in a row where he does nothing, and then you know next yeah. week they could have a hard fixture and he'll bang in a goal and assist and get bonus points that's, against that's like cynical Man City. mind of you, Seamus. You know you gotta you gotta look at the form and make. They've got lot. four good games coming up though. <laughs> they do, they do, and uh, any Sigurdsson owners out there, it, you know it's it must be tempting to to kind of get rid, especially if you're looking yeah. at Devin, Kevin De Bruyne. Do it. Can I make one point five move? Well, I know um, I've been asked about people. Uh, by a person there who has uh, Richarlison mm. um, and Richarlison came off in the 62nd minute this week got like three points and like their next game is Aston Villa away Wolves at home then Bournemouth away Sheffield United at home that's pretty nice four fixtures those are man. four nice fixtures two mm. nice home games and uh, two pretty good away games but they're just one not... nice home game I think Wolves at home is going to be a bit tough uh, okay fair enough but you know <laughs> sorry to be Everton, pedantic Everton are you know a top eight, nine, uh, top eight club, we'll say. Yeah. You know, they're up there with Leicester and Wolves. So I can see them beating Wolves as well, but they just haven't been firing it. So there is a doubt there. Would I get rid of Richardson? Mm. Or I'm not sure, but. I'm sure if that's your biggest decision to make, then your team is looking pretty fine. Mm. You know, if if the likes of Richardson and Sigurdsson with their fixtures coming up. But I'm saying that, I'd have to look at who, you know, we've got rid of this week and. I'm pretty sure, I'm kind of guessing here, but both of, you know, you got rid of Perez. Am I right? No. No? Okay. I still have him. You still have Perez? Purely because they, I have been, you probably thought that because I've been shitting all over Perez on social yeah, media. Yeah, that's why I was like, yeah. I'm even uh, all about, yeah, Cantwell. Uh, I got in Cantwell this uh, this week. He's 4.5, plays for Norwich. Uh, he got two assists this week. He's playing in one of the three positions behind Pookie. Uh, we already discussed earlier, Norch is going to score goals. 
Yeah. Uh, they've got... I said they'd attack. Four goals <laughs> in the first two games. They will attack. They may concede. But he's got two assists. He's created... Only Kevin De Bruyne has created more chances in the first two game weeks than this guy, Cantwell. Yeah. Young guy. He's 21 years of age. Plays on the left, uh, left-hand left side. Left attacking midfielder, we'll say, behind... the In the tree behind Puki. Now, his average position on our on the heat map was pretty much like in the center his main uh his main what's his name uh competition yeah. in the team for right. norwich uh is hernandez uh i can't think of his name first name uh, one of the hernandez one of the hernandez brothers yeah. <laughs> but uh he only went and fell down the stairs there last week and ended up injuring his knee requiring surgery he's out for three months and Bearing in mind that the manager had already picked Cantwell ahead of Hernandez for game week one, uh, it so looks like his position is locked. You for seem next pretty sold months. on him. Yeah, I mean, just looking at the amount of chances he got, I mean, yeah, his assists, like one of his assists especially, wasn't too especially just ran into the box and let Pookie take it off him yeah. and slide it underneath him. But he will, I think he will get some returns in this. He looked impressive. Okay, so fair enough. When Kevin De Bruyne is the only player in like the Premier League, who's created more chances than you have in like the first two games. I know it's only a small sample size, but one of those games was Liverpool. Yeah, and then you got Newcastle. Think, yeah, so like surely they average out to <laughs> Everton and Leicester, right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so I'm kind of going, you know what? This guy can do bits. So the real reason I did it was because Fraser was dropping. Yeah. And I had to decide, was I getting rid of Fraser or Wilson? Now that's a dog. Quite dog. Scratching her ear. Uh, so I had to decide who I was getting rid of. I couldn't really decide between the two of them. And I yeah. may get rid of both. So Fraser down to Cantwell saved me three million. Yeah. Fraser was about to drop on Sunday night. So yeah, Cantwell is just um, what I've done. And that extra savings I've made is allowing me to either go Perez to De Bruyne or Wilson to Kane. So, um, so I haven't decided which yet. All I know is that Cantwell was going to be my enabler. So I've made that move, and but if we can rewind here, you're basically backtracking on your whole premium striker spiel. From the Potentially, start of the season. I haven't decided yet. I might you're go Kevin Bruyne. I'm actually, actually, before you mentioned you got the Bruyne, I was leaning more towards the Bruyne because I wanted to stay true to my gut. Uh, yeah, to my kind of preseason. Don't go with premium strikers. It's so hard to look. I mean, right now. My my whole thing is maybe I should just get in whoever is playing Newcastle this week and make that guy my captain. Right. Um, and I was looking at it. I wanted, I considered, I didn't want, I considered getting in Son instead of Kane. Yeah. And I was like, for 9.5, just getting Kevin De Bruyne. I mean, can you make an argument for Son over Kevin De Bruyne for the same price? See, that's an interesting one. Um, I think based on the fact that now, this is me kind of playing devil's advocate here, but based on the fact that Son has yet to play this season, mm-hmm. I could, I would have to side with the Kevin De Bruyne. That would be the, you know, the the big kind of, you know, kind of yeah, we've watched, turning point. We've watched Kevin De Bruyne play in the yeah. Community Shield. We've watched him play two games at the start of the season. And he's got three assists and he's looked brilliant. Yeah. We haven't seen Son play. Uh, we don't know how good he's going to be. Yeah. You know, that that's an, a gamble. Well, uh, yeah, and exactly. And I think... He might not even start this week. I'm not sure he will. I feel like they've got way more 
way more than enough in the tank to beat a Newcastle team without kind of going, let's throw Son in at the deep end. Yeah, well, you know, he looks like this. That seems like the sort of match where they kind of go, let's stick with, let's give more a go. He came off the bench. Let's stick with Lamella, who played well in the last game, and we'll bring Son off the bench. And then for game week four, who knows? You know, it'll be interesting to see, but I think either way, Son is back from game week three. And Spurs have Newcastle, Arsenal, Crystal Palace, Leicester, Southampton. The only sticky one being the London Derby. I'm not even, I don't even think that's sticky. I think Arsenal have been getting away with it for the first two games of the season. Yeah. Barely beat, they were lucky to beat Burnley. Um, who are they playing the game week one? Newcastle, yeah. who are obviously rubbish. They beat them 1 0, keeping a clean sheet. And uh, yeah, I actually didn't watch that game, but from what I've seen, you know, they did not perform very well there. So is any of the Arsenal players turn your head I mean there's one name that's been circling around the place this week oh there's one Sabalos yeah uh, I watched the Burnley game and Sabalos looked an absolute baller and yeah I mean, as soon as I was watching I was like I gotta get this guy on my team um, now I went for lunch uh, for what's his name Cantwell mm-hmm. purely because if I went for Sabalos before he went up in price which he has he's now 5.6 he looks still looks amazing value yeah but if I went with him, I couldn't get Kane in. You know, so, I couldn't get the, I couldn't get the Bruyne in. I'd have to take a hit. So he, I think he's somebody I want to get in. But I just don't like his immediate fixtures. Yeah, Liverpool, Spurs, Liverpool and Spurs. It's like, nice too. I can wait a while. You know, I mean, I know he's good value for five point six, as you say now. But it's like, fuck it. If he if he tips away for Liverpool and Spurs, then he's coming up with Watford and Aston Villa after the international yeah. break. I mean, he looks good value potentially mm. but I mean it depends where he's playing I mean Ozil has to come back in this team if Ozil is just fucked out of this team and has no role then he's amazing value because yeah. he's kind of pretty much playing in the hole behind the main striker um, the way he was playing he's creating a ton of chances okay look his second assist was a bit lucky he was just good pressing won the ball back felt Aubameyang stuck it but he's taken set pieces he has he took up some like a few really good attempts. Mm-hmm. He's really close to scoring. He just looks like he could score as well as get assists. But at the end of the day, it's more of a wait and see. Um, though I'm already convinced. I'm just waiting for the fixtures. It's not even wait and see. Well, I suppose you know what? No, you're right. Yeah. It is wait and see because there are players to come in. Like I said, Ozil. Um, you want to see maybe how? He's, so yeah, yeah. He he's a wait and see. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, looking at the other fixtures from game week two, uh, we've avoided one of the big names so far. It's the way I like it. But Liverpool, uh, we did mention our captain Salah disappointing uh, us this week, but Liverpool not disappointing overall, especially now if you own a certain Senegalese uh, legend, I suppose at this stage, Sadio Mane. He's uh, he's gone off and got himself a goal cracker. And an assist. And an assist. That's a bonus. So, 11 points, I believe it was. I think he got 11 points. Yeah. Uh, came off the bench in game week one. So, he's on 12 points now over two game weeks. Mo Salah is on slightly more. What do you get? 11 game week one. Salah's a point ahead of him. But all of a sudden, that question's down there again. Mane, 11.5. Salah, 12.5. Is it worth that 1 million saving? Mm. Over a short-term period... It will be worth it in certain points of the season. Yeah. Um, is that part of the season now? I don't know. Maybe Mane is better at home than he's away. We know that from last season. I was surprised he kind of scored uh, away last week because, look, it's against his old club. And some people are going, oh, yeah, he might like playing against his old club. His first goal against Southampton in like, something like six games. Okay. So it's not like he had form against them. 
But like a home game against Arsenal, I reckon Liverpool can get goals there. I think so too. Um, as I said a while ago, I think Arsenal have been getting away with it. Um, they've got David Luiz now. Maybe that will shore them up a bit. Yeah. But like, I'm not, I'm not convinced Arsenal defensively at all. Attacking wise, Arsenal could totally score in Liverpool. Yeah. But Mane could be an excellent shout. Yeah, Mane, and I think another knock-on effect from Mane kind of making waves this week is Origi. A lot of Origi owners there from game week one who knew, you know, Mane most likely to be arrested after his, his, uh, you know, his, ex- his exploits during the summer. But I'm pretty confident if I was an Origi owner right now, it's, uh, that's, uh, that's a fire. Get that no, out of get, rid, get rid of him. No, yeah. I can't. Um, yeah, no, I, I can't endorse that. I mean, like, yeah, maybe game week one have him. Take your chance yeah. then. I don't know why you get him in game week two when he was a risk of not playing. He didn't start. Um, I wouldn't be getting him now. If I had him in my team, I'd be looking to ship him because yeah. Firmino's, uh, Firmino's back, Mane's back and Salah's back and those guys are all going to start. So he's only going to get minutes off the bench and yeah. get off that he can't fucking... guarantee anything with that. We don't know how many minutes he's going to get. Get off him. There's other options. There. there is, there is. And another, you know, kind of result from the Liverpool game this week was Liverpool conceding uh, their second match in a row. That's two clean sheets down the drain and as two... Liverpool defenders a piece here we definitely felt it mm. Adrian messing up here yeah. he nearly got caught by James Ward-Prowse earlier on in the game uh, and got away with it Adrian had a howler looks and then com- he, yeah you know so Danny Ings going against his old club um, should have scored two Danny Ings yeah he missed the fucking sitter oh at the very end yeah. oh he totally missed the sitter yeah. at the very end yeah mm. Uh, it's it's a weird one. I don't know what to do with. It. If I, I there is, a, I can see the debates for using a wild card this week. Because one of the things I would do is maybe get off one of my Liverpool defenders. But I think Van Dijk is a season keeper. Mm-hmm. I think he's got goals in him. I think he's you know going to prove to be excellent value. And it just feels like not having one of those Liverpool wing backs it seems foolish. Like yeah, they may lose their clean sheet next week, but I can see Robertson or Trent getting an assist easily, or maybe. Well, I don't know, Robertson hasn't been getting goals, but yeah, I, I, I'm I just going to stick with him, yeah. I reckon. I mean, could be my undoing, could be my downfall, but I'm going to stick with them anyway. Um, it's funny you say that, Seamus, because we've kind of cracked open the can already tonight, but my transfers this week had the same thought process in regards to the Liverpool defence. And as I mentioned, we were both sitting on two Liverpool defenders, mm-hmm. and one of the thoughts I came out of this week was... The first one, the first things I thought of after I watched Liverpool game was, I need to get off the, the double defense until they have until Allison's back. Pretty much, I get until it. I get a string of clean sheets together. I can't have two Liverpool defenders on my team. If I was going to have two defenders on my team, it would be two City defenders right now. But you know, I've other did, plans. For did you make that move? Did you get rid I of? I did. One? So my moves this week, Seamus, were Robertson out. A move that I made very early last year. Mm-hmm. That bit me so hard in the ass <laughs> until I look back and realize that Van Dyke only got a handful of points less than Robertson. And I was going, Rob Van Dyke covered Robertson after a game from game week yeah. three onwards or something like that. And I've no reason to believe he won't do that again. Mm-hmm. So I've kept Van Dyke, I've got Robertson out, dropped Robertson down to a Mr. Juan Bissaka. Oh, you went for the United defense. I went for United coverage. Defense. I wanted basically United coming into a home game against Crystal Palace. Who I think between Crystal Palace, Everton, and Watford, you're looking at you're looking for the most toothless uh, team in the Premier League right now. Yeah, and uh, I think Crystal Palace, uh, Wan Bissaka against his old club. 
I'm happy to have him in my team. Well, we oh, we discussed it earlier. Wambasaka is just yeah. basically Dennis Irwin. Yeah, he's the new Mac Dennis two. Irwin. Yeah. You know, he's just going to get you. He's going to give you a seven or eight out of ten performance every week. Uh, keep it tight at the back. You're going to be looking at him going, that's a fullback. Yeah, exactly. Now, he may not get you attacking returns, but um, he may get you bonus points. So I've essentially gone Robertson to Wambasaka. That 1.5 allowed me to go from Fraser to a 9 million. 9, not 9.5? See, that's the frustrating thing. So I had to go minus 4. Mm. Yeah. But... I've I've looked at a lot of these permutations yeah. because there's a lot of moves I wanted to make that meant... Like I said, I got Cantwell in. Yeah. For a while, I was looking at getting in the likes of McGinn, things like that. To, but I was like, then I'm going to have to go minus... Or, or set up Sebelos. Yeah. But uh, that means I'm going to go minus four. And I didn't want to do that. Or at least commit to that. Yeah. See, so, that was the thing. See, I could have went... So second my, move? my second move was Perez to Trossard. Oh, I like that move. Yeah, I like that move He impressed too. me this weekend. So I dropped Perez down to Trossard. And yeah, that allowed me to go from Fraser to Kevin De Bruyne. So I basically went Robertson, Fraser, Perez out, De Bruyne, uh, Wambasaka, and Trossard. I can't argue it. That sounds so much stronger. Yeah. I mean, I'm a bit on the fence with Wambasaka and United's defense at the minute, but they do look like they're going to be really good. Uh, again, he had another impressive performance tonight, and their fixtures look really nice in the next four. Yeah, well, so. that's kind of... And I was figuring you probably wouldn't come off your double Liverpool defense because of... Why Stubbornness. Would you not, yeah, because why would I not want to have Robertson? I'm like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> I'm, uh, I am going to be stubborn. I'm going to leave my defense, and I'm going to try. As I said this season, I'm going to try and keep my transfers at a premium. Yeah, uh, I'm going to move my forwards and mids around. I actually like the way my defense is set up now. I don't want to come off Robertson only to come back onto him in three game weeks time. Yeah, because these things can change so fast. I can imagine like by the time the international break comes back around, Liverpool are double Liverpool defence is essential again yeah well maybe it's not, maybe never not, been essential has it no no it hasn't you no, know hasn't. and I think the fact that you could come back onto Trent as well just as easily yeah do you know that is definitely true um yeah I can't uh, I won't give out about those moves uh, as Did I said it surprise you because I was holding my tongue all night I was like, it, I went minus four, I went minus four, but I could I could, uh, like, uh, I, those moves you made, I mean, yeah. fuck it, man, we're the same FPL fucking player, because yeah. I'm looking at, look, those those players are on my watch list. Trossard was one that, as I said, he scored uh, at the weekend against West Ham. He had another goal disallowed, and I didn't know anything about this guy. Couldn't have picked him out from a lineup before the season started. Well, and he- then... I saw him. Remember in the fantasy football scout, they mentioned him in their yeah. like as had him. Yeah. Jonty had him in their teams, and I was Brighton like, Brighton fans. Yeah, so not but they're both Brighton fans. But worth noting that Brighton assets, i.e., attacking assets, were talked about quite a bit throughout the summer. I mean, mm-hmm. the Renegades lads mentioned was it Locadia. They yeah. kind of put a magnifying glass over him. I've seen a few people talking about Andone. I and recommend I, I recommend Mopé uh, as our diff, my differential pick last week after he scored last weekend. So I mean, people have been looking at Brighton assets. I think Trossard scoring this week. Uh, yeah, I just that was kind of like I like having at least one player that I feel is a a wild one. A yeah, he's a, yeah, he's kind of like a punt, and Brighton are a team that I would like. to take a punt on, and uh, Trossard was the guy who interests me the most out of their team at the minute. Well, as but it's per our policy now that I've done it you cannot do I, it I, I immediately like him less I immediately do not want to do it <laughs> so, so we know you're going to be Captain Kane this week but if I needed 0.5 more 
for something, then um, yeah, I mean, see, Perez, was, Perez, but I just want Perez out of my team. I man. could he have went so Perez poor. to Cantwell and Fraser to De Bruyne. That was an option for not a minus four. Were you thinking Cantwell? Well, after you were talking about him. Uh, I think I made a good argument for him. No, it is a good argument. It's a solid argument. My issue, as I said, with Norwich is their shitty fixtures and the fact that I'm not entirely convinced by Newcastle. Can can I address that? You can. One of the reasons why I like Cantwell is... Yes. Cantwell's fixtures are poor. We mentioned Norwich. like They've got Chelsea at home in game week three and Man City at home in game week five. Those are two bad home fixtures. They're away to West Ham in game week four. Yeah. Okay. That's the only fixture I'd potentially play him for. Yeah. If you have Lundstrom, then Donker and Cantwell, then you don't need to play him in game week three or five. Because in game week I'm gonna look down here. In game week five you can play Lundstrom at home to Southampton. Okay. And in game week three you can either play uh Lundstrom at home to Leicester or Dundonker at home to Burnley. Yeah. Now that's keeping in mind that I'm gonna bench uh, Cantwell in those weeks I'm also going to branch my third striker which is Wickham at the moment uh, and then I just got to figure out which one of those got to bench see so. I can appreciate that um, basically so it's a nice three way rotation it is there. but I looked at my team after I got Perez down to Cantwell and Fraser up to De Bruyne and I felt like all of a sudden I was playing 4-3-2 instead of 4-4-2 do you get me? Because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not comfortable with Cantwell and Dundonker. Yeah, Do you know what I, mean? I don't yeah. want to be relying on these guys. Uh, so I was like, you know what? I got to stick with my gut a bit more this year. Last year, I feel like I kind of got a little bit too cautious. Not like overly cautious, but a little bit like, you know what? Play a bit more patient. Do this, do that. Uh, stick with your thing. And I was like, no. My first gut, my gut instinct this week was get off double Liverpool defence. Yeah. Just like I get one it. Liverpool defender. Like th- what freaks me out, not freaks me out, but what gets to me is because I live in such a fucking FPL bubble where people are talking about two Liverpool defenders, if you look in the vast majority of players out there, they do not have double Liverpool defenders. They have one Liverpool defender. A lot of teams have a United. Especially now that Alisson. Yeah, a lot of teams have United. I think 36% have a one Bissaka. Yeah, that's why the one Bissaka move is quite um, good for you. It's, it's, a, it's a strong move because... He is highly owned, yeah. and not having him while they keep clean sheets is going to affect your rank. And you got rid of Robertson, but kept Van Dyke, right? Yeah, Van Dyke is like over fifty percent owned. Yeah, so that's kind of almost like a shield move, as they say, because if you get rid of Van Dyke and keep Robertson, and then Dyke does anything, uh, and it's Robertson big, doesn't, then yeah. you know, yeah, Van Dyke is kind of more a shield move. Yeah, no, I think Van Dyke kind of earned his uh, his graces in my team. After last year, yeah. you know, what uh, I'll tell you just to finish up on the point there. So I've mentioned that I've got Cantwell in, yeah, and with the money in the bank, I've got three point five in the bank. That's so going... you let De Bruyne go up to nine point six. Just sorry to cut across you, but like, yeah, okay, yeah. interesting. Because because you got off Fraser already to avoid a drop. I got off Fraser to avoid a drop, but I was like, do I want to go all in? De Bruyne is like, I want to think on it more, and. Yeah, I basically I let him go point one. So he's nine point six now. I've three point five in the bank. I can go Perez up to ten million. Yeah. So I can get De Bruyne in, and Perez has not been impressing me at all. No, he looks shite. He's looked very very poor. Um, he just needs time to adapt. But his next two games are Sheffield United yeah. away and Bournemouth at home. That Sheffield United away isn't actually that easy a fixture because Sheffield United look good at home. 
Yeah, I I think Leicester also looked pretty decent. And he could be benched, man. Yeah. I I would not be surprised good. to see him be benched and him give uh, and Rogers give someone like Harry Barnes a chance or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no. Or yeah, just Harry Barnes is kind of who I think he'd give a chance to. But what I think is the option. What I like about De Bruyne in that role, role is yeah. the next four fixtures, just keep him in there. Bournemouth, Brighton, Norwich, Watford. Yeah, exactly. Um, the other move I want to do is Kane in for Wilson. Yeah, you touched on that a while ago. Kane in for Callum Wilson. And I've, you're not the first person I've seen drop Wilson from his team from their team this week. A lot of people went from Wilson to Pookie. Mm. And that might have been to fund uh, a De Bruyne move in the middle f- yeah. for sure. But regardless, that's something I'm actually completely against right now. Uh, Kane? How, yeah, no, getting rid of Wilson, not getting Kane. And Kane's like... I wouldn't do it this week. You know, obviously because he's got Arsenal the week after and... I haven't. I don't want to completely uproot my team right now because I didn't plan for a premium striker, like a proper. I would. I would only make a move if I'm happy to keep him for two game weeks. And I think home Newcastle away Arsenal are fine. I mean Arsenal. I think defensively, as I said, are poor, and he's got a good record against Arsenal. I think he could totally score. Then he's got Crystal Palace at home, who haven't been doing very well. Leicester and Southampton. I could just keep him in there, but after two game weeks, come game week five, I could then go. You know what? Let's take him out. Um, I feel like I need to come to De Bruyne at some stage or Seb Alice. Fair enough, but I think what sticks in my graw a little bit is, the f- you know, why are you so quick to get off of Wilson? Do you get me? Like, I mean, he's got, what's it, two assists in two weeks now? It's more to do with what I can do, not what yeah. I can do. I, he's going to do nothing against Man City. I'm no, I agree. I don't, think, I don't expect him to do anything against Man City either. But Leicester, Everton, Southampton, West Ham roll up after that for Bournemouth. He's, as I said, he's already got two assists. I'm, I do f- again like we talk about topping off the double Liverpool defense. Yeah. Uh, I also wanted to come off double Bournemouth because they do look uh, yeah. not as as potent as I was hoping they would be. So I had no problem coming off Fraser. But you've already come off Fraser, and now I've, you're talking. Yeah, about- I've come off Fraser. I am, and I'm talking about coming off both. Yeah. And the reason why is Bournemouth have four points in the first two games. I could easily see them losing their next three games without scoring a goal away to oh, at home to Man City fair enough everyone can see that yeah away to Leicester okay enough, Leicester enough. haven't quite been there but Leicester could like Bournemouth are not a top 8 9 team Bournemouth are probably going to finish like 12th 11th or oof, something this season oof. again you know if even they could finish down as those 15th anywhere between 10th and 15th is their kind of thing they may get goals if they get the first goal they may continue to hit you on the counter attack and they could beat you 2 or 3 nil. Or they could get spanked 3 or 4 nil themselves. That's what happened last year. They'd beat Chelsea 3 or 4 nil, And then they would lose to fucking Swindon Town 5 nil. Yeah, that, That's obviously a lie because Swindon Town in the league. But <laughs> I can say, see them losing to Leicester and losing to Everton. You know what? Fair with, enough. To no goals. So that's why I'm kind of like, man. Then again, I could also see them losing and Callum Woods scoring. Or I could see them just beating one of those teams 3 nil. Like, Callum Wilson getting two goals and an assist. Yeah, I mean, I'm not expecting... I think what's really... What the, my real question is, is do you think that 8 million is too much of an ask, uh, asking price for Callum Wilson if he keeps delivering at the pace that he is delivering? Um, I.e. averaging five to six points. Is that is that too little for an 8 million striker? It's not too little. I mean, for 8 million... If you got five to six every week, that would be that would be acceptable. Okay. But 
it's more question marks about Bournemouth, not around Callum Wilson. Mm, yeah, fair enough. They did win at the weekend. Bournemouth are a streaky team, and I just feel like they're possibly going to go through a, a poor streak now. Mm. Um, and it's more, as I said, it's more to do. It's not to do with the players I have. It's more to do with what I can do with that position. And I think Harry Kane could, e- after seeing Newcastle uh, at the weekend against Norwich. I think Parry Kane could score six goals against Newcastle. And then, okay, yeah, might have a tough game against Arsenal. I could see him scoring a goal there. I could see him scoring two goals against Crystal Palace. Yeah. So I'm kind of thinking, that's kind of where I want to go. But I do see myself, after two, three weeks of having Kane, wanting to come off and eventually come to De Bruyne anyway. So I'm like, maybe I should just go to De Bruyne now. It'll be interesting because what you're essentially doing is going... From two premiums to three premiums. Yeah. Yeah. Look, that's the way the land lies after game week two. There's much to think about. But I think we've jibber-jabbered about game week two a bit. Uh, a bit a bit too much? Maybe not too much, but enough. enough. Just enough. Just enough. The, Goldie no- the Goldilocks amount. Yeah, exactly. Just right. And uh, speaking of right, I think it's right on cue that you pull that fucking giant mailbag out from behind your back, Seamus. Oh, yes. It's time for the drunk tank. All right, we got a lot of questions this week, like a ton of questions. Um, thanks to everyone who submitted uh, a few questions for us to ask. Uh, some of these will be kind of rapid fire, okay? okay. But the first one is from uh, Renegade FPL. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a, the question is probably going to be longer than the answer. But uh, let's see what you think. Um, and I really like this question. So Twitter hysteria levels seem to be at an all-time high. People freaking out after two weeks and information overload, a lot of which is very questionable. Due to the fact Twitter is such a small percentage of FPL players, do you think the Twitter FPL community is a help or a hindrance? So what percentage help, what percentage hindrance? If you could take your current FPL and football knowledge and stay off Twitter for the season, how do you think you would fare? And you can still obviously use other tools and sites for stats, etc., just avoiding Twitter. So that's directed at the both of us. So I'm okay. going to direct it at you first. I mean, first of all, you know, this hysteria that you're seeing on Twitter, uh, what percentage of FPL Twitter is a help? What percentage is a hindrance? No, I think it's an interesting question. Um, I definitely think, like we've hinted at it before, and I think the question hints at it as well, is that there is a tiny percentage of the FPL community on Twitter, it is a fucking hardcore percentage. Yeah, it's a, lot a small of little bubble, really, isn't it? It's such a small bubble. But before we came upon FPL Twitter, I can't speak solely for Seamus, but I know I would have been engaging in the likes of, uh, you know, Fancy Football, Treads, uh, yeah, Fancy Football, Fancy football Scout. I'd be yeah. on there reading questions. I'm not much of a poster uh, in terms of anything. You're a lurker. Media. I'm a lurker. Uh, but I like I, w- I was reading a lot of that shit anyway. And in regards to, you know, how I'd get on without FPL Twitter, yeah, I mean, like, if I can use all the other tools, then I don't think Twitter in itself gives me much advice. It just, it's like reading a fucking, you know, the magazine. It's like, it's just a bit of chewing gum for the brain. FPL chewing gum. FPL flavoured chewing gum. There <laughs> we go. Branded Seamus patent pending. If you, um, if you were to say, like, how much, what percentage is FPL Twitter, the FPL Twitter community, is it a help and what percentage is it a hindrance? What would you say? 
um, uh, in comparison to what? Like in comparison to not like having just it? being on it. Like it, the the advice you see on there and the, the information you see on your your newsfeed or your timeline. It just depends on the person taking it in. I mean, for me, it's probably like 20, 20 percent uh, of uh, help. You know, in terms of like, it just allows me another avenue of ideas and opinions that you know kind of. Would you say then, like, it's eighty percent hindrance, like it's getting ideas uh, oh. against you, like, or you know, or no, I wouldn't say that. No, I think I'm. Mis- yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, no, in terms of like weighing it up, hindrance versus help, it's not really a hindrance. Like, <laughs> I, I think the same. You know, and that's the reason I'm asking. I don't. Like, it's definitely takes up too much of my time for what it's worth if that's if that means anything you know? oh yeah i mean it's a hindrance in that regard yeah. absolutely i spend way too much time on it now mm. uh, and but i sec- still enjoy my time at it yeah the know? second part of this question right which i think we can answer pretty well um if you could just take your current fpl team and football or your current fpl and football knowledge Stay off Twitter for the season. How do you think you would fare? Now, we played for 11 seasons before we found FPL Twitter community last year. Yeah. And we always did pretty well. I've actually done worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, last season was your worst ever in season. In 10 years. So, so I could just go ahead and blame Twitter, but I can't. Yeah, you know? it just we could have just been the season that was in it. You were probably overdue a season. I mean, what? how bad a season was it? You finished like 70,000? 77K, yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's not even like when I hear, you know, it's not that bad. It's, it's annoying it's for It's still almost in the top 1%. But that's a good question. It's a good question. And I think it kind of stands testament to the fact that ourselves and, and Renegades and there's quite a solid kind of Irish contingent mm. contingent in the FPL kind of community that's like, you know. Yeah, we play we played 11 years. Last year was our 12th year. Uh, last year was actually my third best ever finish, 22K. Yeah. So I thought it was definitely a help in that it just pointed you towards players you may not have thought of. Um, I didn't think it was that much of a hindrance. Uh, the hindrance, as you said, was the amount of time that you would spend just yeah. looking at the community, I think. Um, and there was people, there is an element there that will kind of naysay against why you shouldn't do this or try and direct you what you try and do. I try and mind to kind of say what I like. I mm. try not to you know shit on to players too much yeah, yeah i try not to shit on players too much i try and kind of go look maybe we're looking at these stats through a lens that you know you maybe there's confirmation bias here you want to see these guys good like i was with pookie this week yeah um i just try and look at it like that way like pookie's not going to score 38 goals this season so like he's due a bad spell and i know he's confident right now blah 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 yeah. i would say it's like 80 percent help 20 percent hindrance mm-hmm. uh that 20 percent hindrance comes down to the manager to just ignore the uh people just making noise on there uh, and that comes down to it and I think I would just get on just fine I think I'd be still I uh, I, I think I'd probably I think fared a bit better it, I think I'd be I'd fared a bit better last year because of it um, but I wasn't really using other tools that much you know that's I, the thing yeah I, I never used rate my teams I was on Fancy Football Scout and I'd look at kind of things like that but it still didn't fare better than how you did well before it you know in terms yeah. of your your 5k yeah. finish and all that stuff, I have a top 5k finish to my name I have a top 400 overall finish not 400k I was going to say finish. 500 finish and I was like is that you yeah it's top like... 400 finish so I mean like I've got these good finishes there without yeah. FPL Twitter so it can be happening sometimes you get in a roll but anyway that's a great question from Renegades uh, cheers for that guys it's a couple more um, I'll fly through them because some of them are like uh, FPL Rossi just wants to know Heaton or Pope for game week 3 what do you think well I think Heaton against Everton, I'm going to go with Heaton. Because, yeah. you know, we talked about uh, clean sheets and whatnot before the pod. And, yeah, I think Everton looked pretty 
Pretty weak up front, so I'd be going Heaton. Yeah, he was asking that because um, last week Heaton had the better fixture and Pope still outscored him against Arsenal. Um, but I would agree um, Pope this week is against Wolves. And away match. And it's an away game. And Wolves, it's a tricky one. It's early season. They've got a midweek game against Torino, is it? They do, yeah. Um, but I do like what you say. Everton have looked fairly tootless. So we're together They're away. Heaton. And I'm going Heaton as well. Boom. Next yep. question. Next question. FPL Rogue. Uh, at 9.5 million, is KDB this year's Mane? Mm. And also he asked, or is Lundstrom this year's Aaron Wan-Bissaka at 4 million? I don't think uh, KDB is this year's Mane. I think he won't score enough goals. Uh, I think KDB is this year's KDB. We've seen what he does. and This he'll year do it is again. two seasons ago's KDB, KDB. That's what I'm saying. So I think we've seen what KDB has done. Uh, I hope he'll do it again. Because um, I have him in my fucking team. But uh, <laughs> I really hope he does it again. But I don't think he's this year's Mane. Uh, but I know what you mean with the price point. Uh, I fucking wish Mane was 9.5. But <laughs> <laughs> or even 10.5. Uh, yeah, no, I just don't think he'll score as many goals as Mane. Uh, so no, I wouldn't say he's this year's Mane. But what was the other one? Is Lundstrom this year's Aaron Wan-Bissaka? Uh, possibly. I mean, I actually think I don't know if we touched on it last week in the, in the pod, but I think Lundstrom. Um, I think he might eventually lose his place in the team. I, I mean, feel the same yeah. way, but I feel like it could be game week ten or twelve That's what I'm or something saying. like that. I think he's good. I think he's gold for the first ten games, and then he might start fading out of the team. If performance dips, he's he could be dropped out. You could start seeing him, and then everyone freaks out. But, but for four billion, uh, I don't really give a fuck. He wasn't meant to do anything. You know? I kind of feel like he might be based on that because that's how Aaron Basaka started last year and just went from strength to strength. And he maybe he will, but I feel like he might lose it. He's definitely the first, the start of the season's Aaron Basaka. Yeah, and. Like you said there, KDB, is he this year's Mane? I think he is. Really? I mean, I as you said, I don't think he's going to get as many goals, but I think he'll get as many FPL points. I'm not going to... Oh, go I don't know about that one. Uh, <laughs> I like this next question. Go this one it. comes in from Mike Kern. Uh, he says, who better than Canyon? Uh, I reckon that's a, a wrestling reference, it is, is yeah. it? Yeah. Dead now. What? Dead, yeah, Canyon. Killed oh, himself. shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if I'd known Cheers that, that I, Mike. I would yeah. not have asked that question. <laughs> All right. Um... This Who better than... took a dark turn. <laughs> yeah, fucking did. Shit. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, what was it? Who better than who? Canyon. Yeah, but who's Canyon? Like Canyon? Or Kante? <laughs> oh, I think it's just like... Uh, I think he just... Okay. Was that's a winning question. That's qu- that's I know question. he's a wrestling fan. I was like, that's definitely got to be wrestling. Yeah. Right? I thought you'd appreciate that one. That is. Question, um, question of the week so far. <laughs> all right. Uh, Ray, Raymond Curley. Um, so, I don't know if I can answer this first part. He's like, what is uh, Sabala's best position? Will he play an attacking role, do you think? Um, he also asked how many goals would Pookie score this season? Is he a long-term prospect? And who's the must-have player this season? Now, look, there's five questions there. so it'd be cheeky. We've talked about the Pookie one. So I think we've put a sock in fucking Pookie. For but him. how many goals do you think Pookie will end up on? You said 16, 15, 16 goals. I think goals. 15 goals is, is a good if, return. If he scores 10, I'll be surprised. So you think he's only going to score six more for the rest of the season? Yes. Okay, I'm going on you're, you're being more negative. Mm. I think he'll still get 15, but... I don't know when he's going to get his dry spell. Fair enough. Um, anyway, uh, I do think he's a long-term prospect. I am very interested in him. I'm annoyed that he, people are buying him in en masse right now because uh, I don't like his fixtures. I don't are want we to get going him back in. into this pookie talk again? No, I'm just wrapping up. <laughs> I just don't want to get him in for the Chelsea home game and Man City in his next three. I'll be looking after game week six, but 
Look, I think he's a long-term prospect. Sabalas is a player that really interests me. I think he will have an attacking role in some games, but not all. I'm a bit worried about Ozil, so I'm going to wait and see. Yeah, there was an interesting bit at the end of that, though. Who's this year's... Uh... Who's this year's must-have player? This who's who's the must-have player this season? Oh, fuck. It's too early to tell, It's way right? too early to tell. Uh, no, yeah, way too early to tell. I think so far, one shining out to me is Sterling. I think he's a must-have. Um, you know what I take it back you're right yeah <laughs> I think like if I was to pick any player that I'm so happy I start the season with and there's plenty of players out there who didn't start with Sterling went with the, the De Bruyne option and Salah I oh, have all three now I would have Sterling and De Bruyne in my team over I would not have De Bruyne covering Sterling no you can't no. and again we talked about uh Someone else covering someone else at the start. Salah's not essential because you can have Mane covering yeah. Salah. You can for sure. And probably I think Mane will you know, price taken into context definitely will cover Salah. But um no, I think uh, Sterling is probably the best player. He's the, gonna be this season star, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh Jamie Curley is thinking of using his wild card this week. Um oh. that's not a question, but <laughs> <laughs> uh I guess he's thinking uh, do we endorse that? I think I would probably endorse a wildcard this week if your team isn't... I haven't looked at his team now. I haven't seen his fucking team. Yeah, how yeah. can you endorse a wildcard if you haven't if, seen his team? If you've got five changes to make or more this okay. week, yeah. then use a wildcard. Like, if you've but got... If you, what is having to have five changes to make? If you're, like... If you've got King, Fraser, Wilson... Uh, Perez. Yeah, okay, okay you need to get, you know, you've got double Liverpool defence. If and you've, you've got, tripled up you know, Bournemouth, maybe attacking ways. If you've got problem areas and yeah. you've already identified that you want Sabalas, Puki, uh, you want to get off double Liverpool defence, um, yeah, I can totally get on board with an early wildcard. And one thing that I've heard is that with, and I agree with, is that with the transfer window closing before the start of the season now, there's less risk in playing your wildcard in game week three than there would have been yeah. like two seasons ago. That's an interesting point. It's no, I don't know how significant it necessarily is, but it is an interesting. You don't have like, to worry about yeah, this player I, transferring. Yeah. I get it. And what I will say to that is that what I've come to realize over the last couple of seasons, and I think Seamus will agree with me here, is that the longer you hold on to your wild card in the first part of the season, the less valuable that becomes because your team usually, I wouldn't say becomes more template, but you become more comfortable in the changes. Teams become more kind of uniformed and you start seeing kind of who's the better teams are. And mm-hmm. the longer that goes, the less you actually need to fucking uproot your whole team. Mm-hmm. So maybe at the start of the season, your wild card is worth that a little bit more. I will say this, that I I can't remember the exact game. In December, Liverpool are going off to play in the uh, World Club Championships. Yeah. And they are going to miss a game week. And they're only going to miss one game week. and probably going to come back afterwards, possibly having a double game week somewhere around there. I'm going to look to save my wild card if I can for around that time. Yeah. Because I'm going to have three Liverpool assets probably going into it. Um and I'll start coming off them in advance, and then I'm going to want to get them straight back in immediately afterwards. Yeah, but... That's all I'll say about the wildcard. No, that's a fair enough. That's and fair we'll enough. talk about that later. I have one final question there, because I know you're we were running close to time. We're running close? We're so far over. We're so far Okay, well, Barry McNamara wants to know, will Moise Keane and Barkley ever start? Um, I'm not sure. It'll probably take a bit of time. Will Moise Keane and whoever start? Uh, Ross Barkley Ross Barkley I was going to this week. confuse me because of the whole everything connection yeah. there I was like Moise Keane yeah that's going to take a bit of time that'll take time Yeah, well, we said that in earlier pods right for sure um, but I mean like they paid a lot of money for him so I don't see why he wouldn't eventually get some starts maybe yeah. he's this season's toasting I don't fucking know yeah. everything don't have a whole bunch of luck with strikers but Ross Barkley man fuck right off with that guy because I'd rather Mason Mount yeah um, if I'm honest 
I think Barkley is actually going to be a hindrance this season because he's going to take minutes off of the likes of Mount, off of maybe another Ch- Chelsea centre mid. Yeah, we didn't discuss Chelsea. For me, and you can correct me if you feel differently, Chelsea are wait and see because I want to see how they integrate, how Lampard integrates Willian, Pulisic, Mount, Barkley and how they all fit into the team. They are a bit, they're a bit of a wait and see. The only thing I would say in Chelsea's favor is their price point this season. Oh, yeah, a lot of a lot of really nicely priced players, seven million forwards, seven million midfielders. They're coming up against Norwich, Sheffield United. You can also get into. I reckon you can get into the Chelsea defense for five million. Uh, Zuma is coming in at five mil now. He has had two. I didn't actually see a whole lot of last game. Hardy didn't play too great, but he had a shocker against United. Mm. Uh, Rudiger is going to come back. It wasn't that as team. bad against Leicester. But Rudiger's going to come back into that team. I still think it's Zuma's spot to lose. I think Christensen maybe didn't want to drop it. Worth noticing. But across the board, Chelsea are offering value for, for yeah. money. So if they start picking up a bit of form and, and Lampard does seem to be you know wanting to instill a kind of an attacking uh, uh, attitude, then keep an eye on him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're probably right. Wait yeah. and see. But I as mean, far as Ross Barkley goes, don't fucking wait for that shit no more. Well, that's <laughs> that's Barry's question because he's got Moisey, Keane and Barkley and it leads on to his next part. Should I just delete my team now to save myself endless frustrations? And Barry, looking, if you've got Moisey, Keane and Barkley, yeah, maybe you should just... No, no. Fucking wildcard. Yeah, just wildcard. <laughs> just, just wildcard, Delete man. your team. Do, do no. Jamie Curley soon and uh, use your wildcard and all will be good in the world again. It will be good in the world. And speaking of good in the world, Seamus, you know what time it is? Oh, it's uh, it's our pop fathers and hot shots. Hey, damn right it is. Balls to the wall. You get your balls to the wall. So I believe this week you have... We gained a bit of uh, respect amongst your FPL peers, and yes. by that I mean me. And you've com- you're my only peer. I know, I know, and I respect that. And uh, I'm sure you're going to have a lot of flack for that uh, after this podcast. <laughs> but uh, I, I do appreciate the sentiment. But you did win last week, Seamus. You outscored me. And there's one man to talk about, a name I'd much rather not be fucking mentioning anymore. But he seems to be all that anyone can talk about this week, and it's a Mr. Timu Puki. Uh, he was your punt, I believe, last week. Uh, yeah, my puck father last week was Timo Puku, who came in with a lovely seventeen points. So this, are, this has shades of when you picked uh, Delafeu last season, who got uh, got a hat trick. It is. Um, but in fairness, if I just picked Diego Jota and he got two points, it would have beaten your Abraham score of one point. So yeah, Abraham did not start this week. Giroud started is in his place. A yeah. bit of a. About, uh, but that's why he's a puck fodder, right? It's exactly why he's a puck fodder. And I fucking did not puck that fodder enough. Uh, but getting to the hot shots. But the hot shots were more successful. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, not more successful than Pookie. Um, I had first pick. Yeah. I went with Aubameyang. I thought that was... You had second pick. You thought the next best option was Salah. Can't really give out about nah. going for Salah. But he did nothing. Uh, my second pick was Sterling. And you, you went with Martial, who got a goal tonight. So we got a goal apiece, and uh, I got two. I got one for Aubameyang, one you for did, Sterling. You did, you uh, did. Thirteen points to uh, what did Martial end up getting in? Six was it? I think it was six. No, seven, seven. seven. Yeah. So Either you got way, nine. Thirteen to nine. You cleaned up. You won the hot shots and the puck fathers. What was pointed out to me today by uh, a friend of mine who also happens to uh, run a podcast goose.com they're a tech podcast and uh, pretty interesting stuff they kind of cover a whole kind of range of topics and whatnot but I uh, had an FPL recent an FPL topic recently and uh, yeah caught my eye he pointed out that we nailed our clean sheets last week yeah in a section we haven't yet named no. um, we 
both uh, had to pick uh, who we thought was going to get a clean sheet this week. We got the only two clean sheets of the actual entire game week. We did. We did. And we fucking hammered it. Sheffield United, Everton. Boom. I went with Everton. You went with Sheffield United. Confirmation bias out of us who both kept a clean sheet. You hit the nail on the head in regards to the name. We've had some fantastic suggestions. We threw it out there last week. Uh, I know... Uh, we had suggestions ranging from something related to Peter Check. I believe that was FPL Rogue, kind of drawn on the whole Check clean sheets uh, yeah. record, uh, all ranging from all the way to to CS for less from FPL Crypto. And as soon as I as soon as I read CS for less, I just turned to the missus and went. That's such an FPL crypto thing to say. You know, <laughs> I was like, it sounds like a fucking pawn shop. Uh, you know, yeah. I was like, it's perfect. But he suggested maybe instilling a a budget on our clean sheet pick. And Which we, is a good idea. It is a good idea. And we appreciate that. And we have decided, while we may not have a name for the clean sheet section yet, you've, you've actually refused my cock block suggestion. Yeah, we're not calling it the cock block. No, we're not. And the irony is not lost in me. But uh, he, we've taken on the budget idea, and I think we've instilled a five million. Yeah, it's cap. too easy to go. Yeah, this week I'm going to pick uh, Liverpool defence or Man yeah. City. Otherwise, it's going to be boring. So yeah, five point oh, and we're going to pick a player each week. So yeah, that sounds better than just picking a team. Fair enough. And we're going to give the honor of first choice to whomever won last week. And Seamus, as that was you, you had first choice for this week's cock block. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Got it in there for one week Boom. only. He's got that. So we're starting with the clean sheets, okay? Not yeah. the cock block. Okay. So I've uh, I've gone for I like I like Spurs. Uh, we've decided the limit is five point oh million. Fair um, I like Spurs. I've gone for um, Kyle Walker Peters. I like it. I believe it was me that suggested it to you. Yeah, because uh, yeah. I kind of forgot that there was even a five option into Spurs defense yeah, for a moment. I, when I said it, I was like, "Fuck's sake!" Uh, because I didn't actually necessarily think Kyle Walker Peters, but. Yeah, I think Newcastle are going to struggle to break Spurs down, and that's a fantastic pick. I've gone with, again, kind of relating to that question we had previously in regards to Heaton and uh, Pope. Yeah. Who asked that again? Uh, I'm just I'm trying to find out here, here, but you're going to hear rustling the papers. It was uh, FPL Rossi. FPL Rossi. I couldn't think it was Rogo Rossi. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, you're going... You... I really appreciate the effort you're putting in with, the, with being less noisy with the papers. <laughs> It's just it's it's bringing a whole professional uh, element to this podcast that I never expected. It's Guinness, yeah. <laughs> but uh, as FPL Rossi suggested, you know, with the Pope or or Heaton Heaton. question, I'm going Heaton. I think. Yeah, you're balls Villa. in on Vittles, so. I just I'm not balls in on Heaton. It's I'm balls out against everything. I actually you got your balls to the wall. Oh, you fucking nailed it. That's what we do. that's what we do. But uh, yeah, I'm going Heaton. I think Everton. Uh, I think. I thought you said you were going Mings. Well, Villa, whatever the fuck. <laughs> uh, it's the same goddamn difference. Uh, I'm right. going Tyrone Mings, 4.5. Uh, big, strong lad. Already has an assist his name. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going Tyrone Play Mings. well in game week one, yeah, fair enough. Okay, um, hot shots this week. Uh, you get to go first because I went with Aubameyang first last week. So. Did we start off with this week's clean You sheet? start off with the clean sheets, yeah. I was... God damn it. Yeah. Mm, fair That's enough. why I was like, you want to start with the clean sheets? Let's I was just sheets. so happy to talk about uh, the cop block thing that I just lost all track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk in your mind. Um, you'd first shot, uh, choice with the hot shots, though. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. My hot shot, my first pick, I think it's a pretty obvious one, Harry Kane. Yeah, if you, know? like that has to be the number one captain yeah. choice this I week. Don't, I don't, he, he's like Aubameyang last week in the sense that 
I won't have him, but I will be fucking looking at that score like a hawk. Yeah. Just hoping he doesn't get another fucking hat trick. I am thinking of making him my transfer in this week and making him captain if I do that. If not, um, then my captain will be Sterling, who is what that's the pick I've gone for my first hot shot pick this week. So you've gone Kane, I've gone Sterling. Um, Worth noting, Sterling would also be my will be my captain yeah. this week. You know, fair enough. Yeah, I think they're the two obvious picks. Um, we haven't instilled a, a price gap uh, on uh, hot shots, but I think that kind of defeats the purpose of it. Um, yeah. No, I but think Kane your Sterling. Players, so your premium players. So it came back around to me. Or no, it was actually your. You no, got no, second. Say no, no. You got next pick. Oh, you I thought went, uh, with the uh, Aguero pick. Did I go Aguero? Yeah. I thought bum, hot bum, shots bum, got bum. to go. You know, whoever went second and hot shots went first. Uh, that's something we should do. Or Damn maybe it. we talked about it, but you definitely got the third pick. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, I did. I went to Aguero. Um, I think he's going to start this week. He drew a bit of a, f- uh, a fit after being subbed. Uh, he did last actually. Week. I mean, uh, that's something we didn't discuss. That was a. I only saw that in match today. Yeah, not FPL related. So we don't need to. Not FPL related, yeah. But, um, but I think he's going to start next week. Yeah, I do. And they made up before the match was over. And uh, yeah, I think he's. He's, uh, he's sure to start and hopefully bang in a few goals against. Uh, Bournemouth. Bowmet. Not 100% convinced again on his away record. No, me neither. Personally, um, I think Sterling's the better option there, but pff, Aguero would you pick fucking Sterling. easily pick yeah. Spang in a hat trick. <laughs> um, for my second puck, uh, or hot shot pick, I have gone for the Liverpool game against Arsenal. I think they will score goals in that one. And I've actually gone for Mane instead of Salah. Interesting. Um, Mane looks like he's, like he's impressed me in the uh, Super Cup game. Uh, he impressed. He obviously scored a goal and got an assist in the uh, Southampton game, and he's a home kind of banker type player. So uh, I uh, decided to go for Manny this week over Salah. Yeah, I can I can respect that. I don't mm-hmm. think Arsenal look too defensively sound. Um, so yeah, no, no. I think uh, Manny is a good pick. I'm interested to see how the Manny Salah fiasco plays out this season because mm. last year you had that price difference this year you don't have that price difference Mane starts the season really strongly so I can see Mane doing well for a few weeks fading a bit Salah taking over and maybe Mane comes strong again that remains to be seen or maybe just Mane will just keep it up now maybe Mane has just found his level and it's going to be consistent fair enough fair enough before we wrap it all up anyway we got our puck fellas to go through our hot shot or our long fucking shots Seamus I went first this week in the hot shots, so Puckfall is all yours, my friend. What did you pick? Um, yeah, so one player I noticed because he was suspended for the first two games is under the five percent ownership, and yeah. that was uh, Son for Spurs. So I'm like going all in on Spurs this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I've gone for Son. He's only like one point five percent owned. He may not start, so it is a Puckfall in That's... that sense as well. It's a long shot. I do. He will definitely see game time, whether it's twenty five minutes off the bench or what. There is a, I would say slightly under, I would say just under 50% chance he'll start. I would assume Mora and Lamella would start in this game with having Mora score the win, uh, the equaliser and Lamella playing so well. Fair enough. I think it is a bit of a, a puck fodder, but it's a cheap one. It's a cheap motherfucking puck fodder. I'll give you that. Uh, I've actually went with the true essence of puck fodder and someone we've previously talked about, a Mason Mount. Yep. For Chelsea, I think he uh, he looks promising. He scored last week. And, uh, yeah, I'm thinking Chelsea uh, way to Norwich. Norwich don't look too intent on defending. No. Nope. So, fuck it. He had a goal disallowed in the uh, Super Cup as well. Oh, did he? Super Cup final, yeah. Oh, there you um, go. He scored a goal. It was disallowed. Uh, and he looks like a 
fairly sound pick. Even in game week one, when I saw him on like with the ball against United, he looked good. Uh, he looked really good in the Super Cup. And uh, yeah, I kind of have my eye on him. I want to see, can he cement his place in the team or will he lose it when once Willian is now being introduced back in the team again? Um, that's a worry, but he's a good pick. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, I think we've about covered everything. Sorry if we ran a little bit long this week, folks. Uh, we just had, got a bit carried away with ourselves. Hope we didn't fuck it up too much with the, the points. It's, it's all you lovely, generous people out there firing in your questions. Like, yeah. A few less questions next, people, no, next week. No, absolute opposite, man. Fucking subscribe, like, tweet. You can get an, in touch with us at FPL Hangover. Reach out to us at Gmail, FPLHangover at gmail.com. You know, we're we're everywhere. Seamus, you're on Twitter as well. Yeah, I'm at FPL Drunk. I am posting mainly on at FPL Hangover. Um, you are chiming in there too, though. I so, am. Uh, if, if, if you notice someone being overly polite, it's most likely me. Yeah, well, I would say anyone who's being aggressive and, you know, sharing, you know, dick pics, that's you. Yeah. And anyone who's sharing vagina pics, that's me. Fair enough. I find that mildly misogynistic, but we'll move on to that next week (laughs) speaking of dick pics I should also take this moment briefly just to wish Keith Jackson a happy birthday Um, happy birthday Jackson I was told to make sure we uh, gave him a shout out today because he's uh, he's turning 30 oh the big trio yeah Yeah. happy birthday dude it's all downhill from here anyway yeah yeah enough well i'm glad you have fucking friends seamus but we'll leave it there folks i'm gonna wish you all a good night and a happy game week three may your eyes be green guys god bless